Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, Gems. It's time for another political rendezvous. Welcome to Tea Spilling Saturdays. If you are new here, welcome to our tea room. My name is Jules Jones, and on Saturdays, I go through the biggest political stories of the week. If you are interested in news and politics, I recommend you follow our channel. I throw a tea party every Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. I also encourage you to visit my website, JulesJonesLive.com, for updates. Today is February 17th. Welcome to episode number 65. Today's show is titled Obama Biden CIA Treason. Hmm, took him a long time to catch up with that one, didn't it? Certainly did, but they're having to face the reality of the whole thing. So the footage I'm going to show you during the monologue today are of some very familiar faces. It is from America's Great Divide, from Obama to Trump. This is part two of the series. It's a full documentary, Frontline, and it's PBS. I chose it to remind everyone how they targeted President Trump and his administration during his first term. You will see so many familiar faces, some that have run to the other side and then are back again even. It's really kind of fun to see who the players are this time around. So welcome to yet another week and accelerating news cycles, right? I mean, seriously, this is week number seven in a row for just craziness. It's just been nonstop. 
If you have watched this show before, you know I believe all of this deflection and distraction is by design. The Biden regime is totally incapable of running the country or even a lemonade stand, but they are masters of managing the news cycle. Every time something they don't like is in the news, it is instantly displaced by something else. Of course, the lamestream media is a willing, compliant partner in all of this subterfuge. Before we get started with today's show, I just want to thank all of you once again for watching and for following. This show is getting a phenomenal volume of views each week, and for that I am enormously grateful. And all of you that are sharing the show on social media, you know I can't get over there all that often because I produce two shows, both this one and in the litter box, and I work, believe it or not. I have to pay the bills somehow. So I really appreciate you helping me on that front because it really does. It lets people know about the show and I cannot tell you how grateful I truly am for that. If you have not followed the show yet, please hit that follow button. It's free and it truly helps. I thank you for all of your support. Out of all of the outrageous news stories this week, there is one which definitely deserved more attention and outrage. That story became the title of today's show. Obama-Biden CIA treason, because that's exactly what it was. We also have a special guest this week, Anders W. Edwardson, author of Radical Betrayal, who will join us later on in the show. But before all of that, we'll have our usual show segments, which you know I love and I've been working on, my little videos. I even have a new one for you. <laughs> It consumes an enormous amount of time to make these silly little things, but I hope you're enjoying them as much as I am. And I know it doesn't take anybody else as long as it takes me to put these things together. Oh my gosh, I'm just really not good at that. It's just not my forte. But anyhow, you know, we do the best that we can. <laughs> over here. Fleet Admiral James, he was the one that I tapped last night at, I believe, 11 o'clock. And I'm like, hey, do you feel like checking out my new video? You want to help me with it? And he's like, sure, I'm up for the challenge because a challenge it is. So our top 10, we will begin with our top 10 countdown for this week, a peek at current news on X, in case you missed it, updates on stories from recent shows. Then I'll spill the tea on Obama, Biden, CIA, and the treasonous acts they committed. First, we'll look at how the Obama era, the FBI, and the CIA both began to illegally spy on then-candidate Donald Trump and his team an act of, get it straight and don't get it twisted, treason, straight up treason. We'll also see how the infamous raid on Mar-a-Lago was as actually designed to recover evidence of this treasonous act. I mean, seriously, that's exactly why they did what they did. Everything was a lie to cover their own crimes. We'll also explore the Russia-Ukraine connection to all of this. It now appears very likely that the Ukraine money laundering scheme and the need to hide it was behind everything from the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax to this week's death and of the Russian descendant, Alexis Nalvani. So President Trump was a threat to the corrupt Ukraine regime and the scheme that they had going on. And the deep state acted to protect itself by smearing him. As you know, despicable acts on President Trump continue to this day. 
Spoiler alert, the U.S. government, it is not, and they are not, the good guys. After that, I'll dish up some rumors from online chatter that you will not want to miss, and then we'll be able to meet our guest for today, Anders W. Edwardson. So settle in, get comfortable, and get your beverage of choice ready, whatever that may be, as we begin this week's political rendezvous. So we're going to start off with the top 10 stories of the week. Here we go. This has become a favorite for everyone, and I don't blame everyone. I mean, it's just been such a great little, you know, here's this to sum it all up in a fun kind of way, because my goodness, you know, watching them destroy this country has been anything, but it's been very hard on everybody. But hopefully this will make light of some of the things that are going on and know that we are winning. Know that with you all doing what you're doing by calling your representatives and everybody else and by getting out there on social media, you are the ones that are making the difference. You truly are. They can't ignore you. They absolutely cannot. As much as they try, they can't. So here we go. We've got the top 11 because there was so much news this week for February 17th, 2024. Coming in at number 11. Mitch McConnell and Senate rhinos pass Ukraine funding package that includes language for automatic impeachment if Trump terminates funding for Ukraine war. Glitch is now openly hostile and working to fill his own pockets. He epitomizes the worst of the swamp. It's long past time to retire this old turtle. Coming in at number 10, we've got Tucker Carlson interview with Putin. It surpasses 200 million views because people are starving for the unedited, unvarnished truth. Lamestream media is dead. Then coming in at number nine, we've got Epstein victims. They sue the U.S. government, accusing the FBI of enabling his his sex trafficking scheme for two decades. This is great news and further proves the FBI must be completely dismantled. Coming in at number eight, we've got House Republicans. They vote to impeach Alejandro Mayorkas. Long overdue, and it will likely fail in the Senate swamp, but at least it sends a strong message. Coming in at number seven, we've got the New York Times. They published an op-ed calling for Biden to step aside and allow another Democrat to run. This is the far-left New York slimes calling for this. It's a victory. So we've got number six right here. White House confirms no cognitive test for Joe Biden's upcoming physical exam. Doctors have already examined his head and found absolutely nothing. There's no purpose in testing an empty void. Isn't that the absolute truth? Oh my gosh, there absolutely is no reason to ever have to go back and wonder about that one. So then we have got, let's see here, my little my little thing got all messed up here. It's so fun to see this because I swear Rob works so hard on this stuff for you all and he just does a great job at it. All right, so coming in at number five. We've got Nikki Haley. She comes clean and brags on today's show. I'm not loyal to anyone. I don't do that. We know, Bird Brain. Your husband knows. President Trump knows. We all know. 
A poll is here coming in at number four. Trump still dominates with 65% of support in Bird Brain's home state of South Carolina ahead of February 24 primary. Trump more than doubles Haley's in her new poll. And everybody knows that the GOP race is over except for one lone Bird Brain. Well, you know I got to pull out my favorite meme for that one. She's a lonely little loser, isn't she? <laughs> I've got to learn to be nicer. I'm, a, I'm not a very good winner. I love to win. And you know what? Let's rub it in while we get the chance. Oh, my gosh. So then we've got number three coming in. We've got Obama, Biden, CIA outsource spying on candidate Donald Trump to foreign intelligence services to skirt American laws prohibiting the practice. This is clearly treason. Now, if we only had a Justice Department that wasn't politically weaponized. Coming in at number two, we've got Fulton County DA Fannie Willis. She started her romantic relationship with her prosecutor lover, Nathan Wade, three years earlier than they stated. Her college friend claimed in a huge dramatic testimony, the whole thing was just bizarre land, the Fannie Willis hearing in Georgia was as ridiculous and humorous as the Jerry Springer show. Her credibility was completely destroyed. And our number one story of the week, selected especially for all the leftist and Trump haters out there, is... The SEC has approved the merger of DWAC and Truth Social. President Trump is expected to profit almost $4 billion, given his 58% stake in the company and the current stock price. The leftists trying to bankrupt Trump are in shambles. The more they try to break him, the more he thrives. So there you go. There's our top 10 stories of the week. And so with this, I thought it was very appropriate, since we really don't do commercials on this show, that we would go ahead and give you a commercial because, hey, why not? And this ad is dedicated to Birdbrain. you would like that one. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and we are going to move into what's happening over there on X. This is our X segment. We just started this one last week. Okay, so here we go. All right, so what's going on today? And I've got one from Nana at I love my base in J.I. She says, Jules Jones Live. Hey, Jules, give a huge shout out to the Canadians marching on the Parliament on Parliament Hill today for the second anniversary of the Freedom Convoy. Awesome space. Thanks. Of course. My goodness. It is 
you all, that's what I mean. You all are the ones that are making a difference from truckers to veterans to everyone. In fact, I mean, you know, let, let's all remember when veterans had the opportunity and the chance to thank the truckers for taking the Freedom Convoy to Ottawa. I know I sure remember that moment. When you have an opportunity to be a hero, just be a hero. Seriously, it's not that hard. And a special shout out to Silent Night, who is a trucker who has participated in all of these efforts. He he is the one that first put us on rumble video when no one even knew what rumble was <laughs> and helped me get on this platform and i am forever grateful to him so remember this moment all heroes are heroes when you have an opportunity to be a hero you be a hero This was the truck driver's opportunity, and they took it! Thank you, truck drivers from the Veterans of Canada. We appreciate you, we love you, and we, we love you, Ottawa! You are not alone. You definitely are far from it. There are more of us than there ever were before. We are all coming together as, as a world. I mean, seriously, we, we are absolutely coming together because we know what's at stake here. And we are going to fight for our freedoms. And we are not going to let the left or the communist or the Marxist win. No, America is our home and we're going to keep it free and we're going to keep it great greater than it's ever been before, to to honor the words of President Trump. And I cannot wait until he is back in office. You all don't worry. We're going to do whatever it takes to get him there. So we've got another one here from Zero Hedge at Zero Hedge. If you do not follow this account, let me tell you something. It's a great one to check out. He says, remember when Trump tweeted that Trump Tower was being wiretapped and everyone said he was a lunatic? Mm-hmm, I certainly do. At the request of the U.S. president seeking intelligence gathering into the Trump Organization and Donald Trump for President, Inc. Oh, yeah, here's a nice little letter that has now surfaced. We've got the receipts. I'm telling you something. It all goes straight back to Mr. Obama. That's right. So here, number one, you've got on August... 28th, 2016, you've got this letter that went out to CGHQ and then a Ford slash CSO filed for permission to execute Project Folsom at the request of the U.S. president seeking intelligence gathering in to the Trump organization and Donald Trump. And here it is. This is dated November 17th, 2016. Again, we've got the receipts. You've got U.S. National Security Advisor Rice has requested that we continue our surveillance during the transition period as internal U.S. intelligence is potentially compromised by the incoming Trump administration. Do you see this treason right in front of your eyes? It is top secret, of course, top street secret, strap three, signet, UK eyes only. They reached out to the five eyes and began to spy. Then you've got Alex over here at Alex on, this is another fabulous account, by the way, over there on X Twitter, Lawfare 
will backfire, and we all know it will. Trump's penalty could cause New York biz exodus to Florida as New York State becomes a legal banana republic. This is according to experts. This is a nice little number from Fox News. And then you've got CNBC, how Elon Musk's his war on Delaware could change the way corporations make some of their biggest decisions. That's right. As you all know, he did have his corporation in Delaware. He has since moved it on over to Texas. Then you've got at Jenny M. Okay, so Jenny M, she has got an account at PatriotXV11. I'm spelling it out so you all can follow these people. You've got DC Drano. Do you know why the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago and searched through Melania's closet? It wasn't about classified documents. It was about declassified documents that implicate dozens of senior officials in the deep state who are guilty of treason. They know if Trump gets back in with the evidence, it's all over. Yes, it is. You've got the report from Jesse Waters, who is saying deep state is scrambling to find the missing top secret binder that shows how Obama's CIA set up the Russia hoax. Oh, I bet they're nervous, and they should be. Then you've got another here, and this is from the Calvin Coolidge Project, and here he is with Zelensky. You wonder how this is all catching fire around the world. Everybody is starting to understand, and it's starting to resonate that President Trump is going to occupy the Oval once again. Zelensky has extended President Trump an offer to visit Ukraine's front line, saying, if Mr. Trump will come, I'm ready. This is according to Fox News. Do you think that Birdbrain got this invitation? Mm, No, definitely not. Then Molly Hemingway, you've got at MZ Hemingway, she says, insane pair of headlines about the ways powerful leaders fight their political opposition here and abroad. Here you've got a headline, and it's from the Wall Street Journal. Trump ordered to pay $355 million. Yeah, this is how they wanted to do it. They wanted to break him. Well, they're not going to break him. And with this latest merger with Truth Social, let me just tell you something. He is a billionaire once more. But underneath this headline, you've got top Putin critic, Novalny. He dies in prison. They're trying to have a correlation here. Well, you all know that. According to this judgment, which is going to be tossed, it's going to be appealed. But President Trump also cannot conduct business in New York for three years. The only people that that this judge and this DA is hurting is their own, their own state of New York. People are going to flee en masse. I can guarantee you that. So then a little shout out here to Gene Patriot at Gene Physicist over there. Hello there, just me and the dog. Uh, good to see you here. He's also giving a shout out on the show. Thank you for that. Then get this. Okay, over here, my neck of the woods, right? Kami, California. I meme, therefore I am at I'm Mimo says new. San Francisco appoints first non-citizen to serve on elections commission. I kid you not. Kelly Wong, who came to the U.S. in 2019 from China and isn't legally allowed to vote, will be overseeing and creating policy for the San Francisco Department of Elections. Seriously, you cannot make some of this stuff up. Wong is an immigrant, rights 
uh, advocate who wants to educate other immigrants who don't speak English about voting process. Now, this is the claim. Imagine that people who don't want to integrate by doing the least and learn the national language will be deciding on future on um, the future of an American city. It's complete and total insanity. And yet here they are embracing it. Yes, we're going to have San Francisco who appoints the first non-citizen to serve on elections commission. Kid you not, this whole thing is just insanity. So then we've got a great question here. Elon Musk asks, given that there were no victims with losses, who is supposed to receive the money with the whole Trump case, right? I mean, who's going to get this $364 million buckaroos? Hmm, Charlie Kirk is the first to ask also. Great question. Where's it going? Who gets, who benefits from this whole thing? Then we have a fun one from the Babylon Bee. Senators say they're not super worried about running up the national debt as most of them will die of natural causes in the next year or so. Hmm. Yeah, given their age, that's not that far off target. Then we've got even Ann Coulter, who is basically saying, she says the quiet part out loud, and what most of us already know, and this was put up there again by at I'm Mimo, if I were a white man, would know. If it were a white man, would know. Certainly. Absolutely would know. We'd know who the shooters were. So mostly people can draw their own conclusions on who shooters were because if it's a white man, they're going to report on it right away, right? If it's MAGA especially. Here she is. I mean, we don't know who did this shooting, by the way, the, the, the Super Bowl shooting. We have we, some idea. What? If it were a white man shooting, we'd know. Who? Well, we don't know. But they, I mean, they That's how we know it's not a white man, I can tell you that much. Do you think they were, they were repressing that reporting? They wouldn't tell us about the um, transgender woman that shot up the Christian school for what, like a year? Um, oh, San Bernardino out here. Remember the crazy terrorist Muslims? I, that's when I first noticed, hmm, they're not telling us who it is. I, it's not a white male. The longer they go without telling you, it's not a white male. Okay, well, we don't, for this one, for right now, as of Friday night, February 16th, we, know. we, don't, we don't officially know. Okay, you know, you have special powers. Um, but. Exactly, she's saying the quiet part out loud. And just so everybody knows, here we go. We've got CBS, they fired Catherine Herridge after digging into Hunter Biden laptop story. She should follow Tucker Carlson's lead and bring her show to X and to Rumble. I'm in total agreement with that. We need more reporters like her. So give her a little shout out. I know she's probably just devastated. She has protected her sources. She's a great investigative reporter. We need more like her. Then here's another one from the Babylon Bee. East Palestine witnesses another train wreck. There's Biden. And of course, we all have to watch every single time he gets up there, a train wreck. So here we've got all of these great news stories. But one I've got to definitely point out, and it is from Chicago Ray, and it is 100% respect here. He says, and it was a great little clip. He says, I've been on the radio for over an hour, and I've talked to at least 10 truckers who are going to start refusing loads of Monday for New York City. I've talked to three guys that I work with who texted the boss and told him, no, 
to New York City. Truckers are 95% Trump. It'll get overturned on appeal. But you know how freaking hard it is to get one of these into New York City? Cut the BS. I'll see you down the road. Of course, I cleaned that one up a little bit. <laughs> I try to steer away from language on this show. But there's a lot of big news out there today. And here you go. You've got a big story from Colin Rugg. And he says, just in, expelled Representative George Santos. He is suing left-wing comedian Jimmy Kimmel for misusing his cameo clips. Basically, the complaint was filed in a Manhattan federal court after getting booted from the House Santos took to Cameo to make personalized videos. Kimmel allegedly purchased 14 of these videos for $400-$500 each, which he then used on his show. The lawsuit claims Kimmel committed fraud by using fake names to solicit videos for the sole purpose of capitalizing on and ridiculing Santos. I mean, seriously, this is so wrong. He is seeking $750,000 in damages and names ABC and Disney in the complaint. Jimmy, sorry that my Christmas gift to you came late, but here's to making wishes come true. I hope you enjoy reading your lawsuit for fraud that you've been looking forward to, Santos said to the New York Post. So here is a quick little clip so you can see exactly how he orchestrated this whole thing. We have disgraced former Congressman George Santos, who has a new gig, making videos on Cameo for $400 a pop. Which is a dilemma, because on one hand, you hate to give money to a guy like George Santos, but on the other, a pretty good chance he has your credit card information already. <laughs> Whatever the case, I couldn't resist, so I sent George through Cameo a number of different uh, ridiculous requests. Like, you could tell him what you want him to say. I didn't say they're for me, I just wrote them and sent them to find out, will Santos say it, okay? So... I wanted to stop by to congratulate you for winning the Clearwater Florida Beef Eating Contest. Eating six pounds of loose ground beef in under 30 minutes is a all-time new record, which is amazing and impressive. Congratulations for the win. I know you're feeling a little under the weather, but I hear from a great source that the doctor said that you'll be released from the hospital soon and recover well. Look. Have a speedy recovery and then enjoy the festivities of the end of the year. Bye. So you get the idea. So there's a complete and total admission to what they were trying to do with him. So there you have it. So you've got a whole bunch of things. You've got the fact that Bernard B. Carrick is saying the quiet part out loud. And it has to do with the this whole entire circus that we saw, right, with Fannie Willis. This is what happens when the judge is afraid of the DA. This judge worked for DA Willis for close to four years. She knows everything about him, which is why he allowed her to act like a horse's patoot. Okay. Yeah, I changed that language too. <laughs> no ethical judge would have allowed her to ramble during her testimony as she did. He is as crooked as she is. There's no question about it. And now that people are opening their eyes to what's going on in our judicial system, hey, it shouldn't come to a surprise to any one of you. I mean, we've been following this stuff nonstop. So there you have it. That's our X segment. 
Okay, now coming up next, we have got, in case you missed it, these are stories that we've worked on before, and we're just giving you some follow-up on them, just so you know what's happening around here. Okay, so we've got Epstein victims. They have filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government, claim FBI enabled his sex trafficking. Not only did they enable it, they completely covered it up and then tried to get rid of the evidence and even the witness, the victim himself, Epstein. For those of you that are curious, Epstein did not kill himself. I don't believe anyway. What say you? I'm sure you would agree. A dozen victims of dead pedophile Jeffrey Epstein have filed a lawsuit against the U.S. government alleging that the FBI enabled his sex trafficking operation to continue for over two decades. Absolutely, they did. 100% guilty as charged. But again, we're going to have to have a clean FBI and a clean DOJ in order to make sure that they get the damages that they deserve. I mean, what, they're going to prosecute themselves? This is ridiculous. Then you've got Democrats. They've threatened Biden crime family whistleblower Tony Bobulinski as he confirmed under oath that Joe Biden is the big guy. You've got some key takeaways from his testimony. Basically, you don't mess with Joe or else they're all going to come after you. That's the new precedent that has been set. Basically, whistleblowers are on the hot seat now. And you're going to see this over and over again. We got to say goodbye to Joe, goodbye to Obama, and goodbye to everybody that has been implicated in all of these crimes. These are treasonous actions, and they have been working to cover up, and they are absolutely suppressing and then victimizing. These whistleblowers are now all of a sudden in the hot seat and are being threatened completely for coming forward. They're using this as a tactic to make sure that they stay quiet. These are future whistleblowers that I'm talking about as a result of what they're doing to whistleblowers right now. It's a horrible thing to actually watch. It really is. So then we've got Putin, who's over here. He further destroys the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. He says that he prefers Joe Biden to win than Trump because he's more predictable. Okay, (laughs) well, that kind of changes everything for everybody, doesn't it? I mean, remember when they used to try to tell you that Putin wanted President Trump to win? Mm, No, that was also another lie. He absolutely wanted Hillary Clinton to win. He was a big fan of Bill Clinton, had a very strong bond with him, and Hillary herself. Then you've got a picture of him and Obama here. And, of course, Joe Biden and Putin. Putin does not want President Trump back in office. That I can assure you. He knows exactly what's going to happen. President Trump is a businessman. He is going to put our country first, just like he did his first four years. He didn't even take a paycheck. People failed to remember that. Telling you what, this man is amazing. I cannot wait to get him back in office. I'm just hoping that we have... (laughs) him again. I I pray for his safety every single day because you know what? I don't trust anything as far as this government is concerned. So here we go. We're going to start right in on spilling some tea. (laughs) 
Okay, so the big story, and the reason why we named the show, what we're naming it today, is the Obama-Biden-CIA treason. This is a political rendezvous episode number 65. If you have not clicked clicked on the thumbs up button, please do so. If you have not followed this channel, please do so. It's free to follow. And I hope you all are also connecting with each other in chat. And I hope that you're following each other on social media. If I am not following you, please say, hey, Jules, and give me a nudge because I miss a lot. I cannot believe how many people I have not followed back. And I am so sorry for that. But my time is so limited that I don't really look to see if I am. I just assume that I am. And I think one of the reasons why that happened is because I had an account on X and I was following you on that account. And so I just assume that I'm following you on this other account since I lost my first account. And nine times out of 10, I'm not. So just do me a favor, give me a nudge and I'll follow you immediately. I'm sorry about that. I really am. So this is the big story. It's from Michael Schellenberger. FBI started spying on the Trump campaign after foreign governments by chance discovered evidence that his advisors were colluding with the Russians, the government says. But now multiple credible sources say and tell us that the CIA asked foreign allies to spy on 26 Trump associates. Okay, you cannot make this up. They reached out to all of their sources to make sure that they could find something on President Trump. If there was nothing there, they were going to make it up. You remember the dossier, correct? All right. The CIA had foreign allies spy on the Trump team. I mean, triggering the Russia collusion hoax. This is according to sources. We've been reporting on this story. And I know Michael Schellenberger, he's been pushing back saying, okay, guys, no, I've got the receipts now. We've been talking about it for years, and he now has got all the documentation that he needs in order to prove this. So that's a really great thing. Encourage him. We don't have to keep saying, we told just so. <laughs> Isn't that annoying? Yeah. No, let's just bring it back to life again. Go ahead and jump on the train. Spread this with your friends and family. You know, the ones that would look at you and say, mm, my gosh, you really don't know what you're talking about because they were listening to the lamestream news. Here's your big opportunity to prove them wrong. Once again, bring up those sore subjects. Don't let them be able to get away with it. So you've got all of these things that are now surfacing. You've got the CIA. They had the foreign allies spy on Trump team, and they triggered the Russia collusion hoax. The United States intelligence community targeted all 26 Trump advisors, and it is a fabulous article. You've got the top secret Russia collusion binder that is MIA, and the intelligence community, they will not release it because guess what? <laughs> they're in it. There are people in the replies, again, he says, that are suggesting that we already knew this. He said, no, we didn't. And no, you didn't. Only a tiny number of people knew about this until now. And as we note in our story, if the top secret documents exist proving these charges, and he goes on to say that they are really going to change the way this whole thing and investigation has worked. Now, what he means by that, basically, is that they've got the receipts for it. And he describes now what has already been reported. It supports the new findings. And there's going to be a lot more coming soon. Believe me, the House of Cards is completely crumbling. So you've got the CIA. They have been reporting. I mean, they worked collectively. They had foreign spies, foreign ally spy 
on Team Trump, and they triggered the Russia collusion hoax. They were all in it together. You now have multiple credible sources that tell public and racket that the United States intelligence community, the IC, including the Central Intelligence Agency, that's the CIA, illegally mobilized foreign intelligence agencies to target Trump advisors long before the, tr- the summer of 2016. The new information fills many gaps in understanding of the Russia collusion hoax, and it's supported by testimony already in the public record. So until now, the official story has been that the FBI's investigation began after Australian intelligence officials told U.S. officials that the Trump aide had boasted to an Australian diplomat that Russia had damning material about Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. In truth, the USIC asked the Five Guys Intelligence Alliance to surveil Trump's associates and share the intelligence they acquired with U.S. agency. Now, these are sources that are close to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, the HS. PCI investigation, the Five Eyes Nations, they are the U.S., the U.K., Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. After Public and Racket had been told that President Barack Obama's CIA director, John Brennan, had identified 26 Trump associates for the Five Guys to target, a source confirmed that the IC had identified them as people to bump. To or to make contact with or manipulate. They were targets of our own IC and law enforcement, targets for collection and misinformation. Unknown details about the FBI's investigation of the Trump campaign and raw intelligence related to the IC's surveillance of the Trump campaign are in a 10-inch binder that Trump ordered to be disclassified at the very end of his term. This is according to sources that said this and reported it right to Public and Racket. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. If the top secret documents exist proving these charges, they are potentially proof that, they are potential proof that multiple U.S. intelligence officials, they broke laws against spying and election interference. They were making contacts and bumping Trump people going back to March 2016. Now, this is a source that is basically claiming making all these claims they are sending people around the uk australia italy the Mossad in italy the mi6 was working at an intelligence school that they had set up the ic a source said considered the 26 trump campaign people identified to bump or reverse target or manipulate through confidential human resources the chs's to be easy marks because of their relative inexperience. Doing so was illegal, both because U.S. law prohibits such intelligence gathering unless authorized by a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, 
FISA warrant and because the weaponization of the IC for political purposes constitutes election interference. My goodness, President Trump has been echoing this over and over again. So you've got the raid, and everybody's talking about the raid. The FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago targeted missing top-secret binder. It was revealing Obama's CIA and foreign allies' role in Russia collusion hoax. Now, here's the deal, folks. I mean, this is pretty scary and pretty frightening when you think about it. Most of these people that were involved in this, if not all, still have top-secret security clearance and are still working in our government. How frightening is that? Nothing has happened. If anything, they've been just rewarded by this whole thing. So then we've got a very dire letter and a, a little notification to all of the serious trouble our country is truly in. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates they offer grim assessment of national security after Chairman Turner's suspicious warning. Okay, so they put us all through the, the ringer this week, but nobody bought it. Not a single soul bought a single thing that they were selling. This goes to show you how the House of Cards is starting to collapse. So in the wake of the House Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner, Republican Ohio, his recent visit to Kiev. Now, here's the thing. Mike Turner absolutely is a rhino, 100%. And he thought that he was going to get everybody all shook up this week. And it did not work. He had all of these warnings of a serious national security threat that related to Russia and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, she and Matt Gates, they have released their perspective on the situation, painting a stark picture of America's security challenges. So here is what she had to say, and it was beautifully written. Whether you're a fan of Marjorie Taylor Greene or not, you know what? That That's really kind of up to you. But here's the thing. She's telling you the truth in this one. I, I mean, I know how we all really went a little berserk when we saw the way she was fawning all over McCarthy because it was just so absurd. And we know what a backstabber he is. And we don't want Kevin McCarthy anywhere near the White House ever again. And we certainly don't want him to be President Trump's chief of staff. We know what he is, but I think he's going to be handled just like President Trump handled mittens, to be honest with you. I think he's going to lead him along like a carrot, you know, with a rabbit, and then all of a sudden he's going to cut that string. That's exactly what he did to, to mittens, and guess what? Mittens never got over it. So here she goes. Marjorie Taylor Greene put this out this week. She said, are we facing a national security threat? It's my duty to be honest with you. Yes, it's real. I went to the briefing today in the SCIF, the Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility. Our president is a dementia patient in charge of our country and the nuclear football, who ripped our border wide open to over 10 million people and counting from over 160 countries around the world, and 2 million of them we never caught. However, an unknown number of, the, of those are in fact terrorists who want to kill you. Not only that, 
the administration has empowered the criminal cartels, and they are not only in control most of our southern border, but are also making tens of billions from human and drug trafficking and have expanded their international operations to have a strong foothold inside the United States. Along with that, the government you trusted with your hard-earned tax dollars, it has enslaved us all and over $34 trillion in debt. Communist China owns most of our debt, and China makes the most of our critical chain supplies, you know, like medications that keep many of you alive. Now the interest rate on that debt is climbing so fast that the annual interest alone is soon to be bigger than our entire defense budget. Turns out the smart people running the federal government have made so many bad decisions with foreign policy, sanctions, and trade that our dollar is under dire threat and soon could no longer be the world's currency. This means that your 401ks, retirement accounts, stock portfolios, and savings could soon be worthless and your government-mandated social security account that most of you depend on in retirement could soon be wiped out. These are just a few of the terrifying top national security threats we face. However, Perhaps the greatest threat is the federal government. It has become so powerful over the people that it leaks intelligence to the press in order to pressure Congress to make certain votes, protect its own power to spy on its own citizens, maintain power and protect its own job security. And most terrifying of all, has become weaponized to crush its political enemies. All of this, you, I'm telling you all of this, it didn't come from the skiff. You already know, and I'm depending on you to help me stop our greatest national security threat, the one from within. And that is true. It is absolutely, I mean, like I said, your personal feelings about whether you like her because she liked Kevin McCarthy and all that nonsense, it's not really on the table here. This is what we are facing as a country. And we've got to fix it. We're the only ones that can. You've got the Russian dissident. You've got Alexei Navalny, who dies in the Arctic Circle Soviet-era gulag. This is according to prison authority. And he was 47 years old. He died in a Soviet-era gulag located north of the Arctic Circle on Friday. According to the Russian prison authority, Navalny, he leaves behind his wife and their two children. Now, you know, all of this outrage, we didn't hear anything about Gonzalo Lira from the Ukraine, right? No one even wanted to bring him up at all, not even once. And yet you see all of this outrage. They want a war so bad so they can distract you and they can control the narrative. That's what this is all about. Now, one of the biggest threats of all is this propaganda and nobody is speaking out on it better than Tucker Carlson of course and the fact that we now have got x twitter which i mean it's not it's not fixed i'm sorry it's just not i know it's not i know that a lot of you are shadow banned i don't see you at all on twitter x and you don't see me it's just one of those things that we have all just you know i mean it's better but it's not fixed it's not perfect but let's not forget why Julian Assange is in a dungeon to begin with. Because the goal is not 
to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan, and back into the hands of a transnational security alliance. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. That's exactly right. And this is exactly what they are doing in Ukraine right now. Now, you also have got Tucker Carlson, who reacts to meeting Mr. Julian Assange and what he recognized immediately. Check this out. It's just a total outrage. I mean, that's a, it's a total outrage that they've, they're holding that man who hasn't committed or even been charged with a crime in this country. I mean, that's a you know, maximum security prison filled with murderers and the people who reside there, the inmates are treated like animals. And he's not an animal, he's a journalist who has committed no crime. And so anyone who's in favor of that, anyone who supports his continued torture uh, is your enemy. Who's the enemy of free expression, of free speech, of, of the basic liberties that that used to define the United States. That's exactly right. So remember, I mean, here's the deal. These people, you all, all of us have been targeted. Why? Because we are speaking the truth. That's why we're on lists. That's why we've been kicked off of social media. That's why you've got January 6th in the gulag, right? Because you are the ones that are speaking out time and time again. And this is why they are threatening whistleblowers now so that future whistleblowers will not speak out so that you won't feel comfortable protesting because of the way you could possibly be treated. We've got a weaponized government. That is it. That is what it is. And they are after you. They are after the truth. They want only one narrative, their own, the one that they create with the lamestream media and all of these big corporate executives, right? BlackRock and everything else. The more we learn, the worse it gets. But we're going to get a hold of this thing. Don't you worry. There's more of us than there are of them. And we know the truth. And we are winning. We will always win in the end. God wins. Okay? Don't forget that. But if you were to talk to Harris, mm, Harris on... Navalny's death, whatever story they tell, Russia is responsible. Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, it sold the first time. <laughs> VD Harris at her best or worst, however you want to see it. Yeah, I mean, this is who she is. And she's going to always blame Russia. That has always been the narrative. Then you've got Biden. He is beating the drum of the Ukraine war funding. Of course, this guy, he doesn't even know where he is. No doubt, he says, Navalny's death is a result of Putin and his thugs. You've got resident. He he is, he delivered of course these remarks i mean the guy is so confused it's not even funny and then of course you've got this undercover video that i played on friday of navali asking mi6 to start a color revolution in russia scary scary stuff here he is Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the message that I'm trying to put 
Okay, so there you have it, right? What we've been saying all along, right? This is a bribery situation. So then, of course, we move on over to Stinchfield. The urgent national security threat is a ruse to force support for Ukraine, of course, just like Afghanistan, just like everything else, right? They get rich we lose in the end. It's us and our kids and our friends and everybody here. The people are the ones that suffer in the end on the front lines. You're not going to see any politician get up there, are you? No. And you even have Zelensky who has said since the very beginning, "Mm, yeah, sure, we're going to drag your sons and daughters to the front line of that war. No, we're not. Absolutely not. We're going to see to it that it never happens that way. And President Trump is going to go back and say, hey, you know what? Let's figure out how we can have a peace agreement here between the two countries. And Zelensky knows the gig is up. I mean, he's got a house in, in Florida. He's got one here, one there. They've all been getting rich as a result of this whole thing. You've all watched it. You saw they just had no problem leaving all those weapons, all of that intelligence and everything else in Afghanistan. They basically said, here's your gift. Now, we're going to walk away from this you should be happy now well most of that those weapons have ended up on the black market okay and you're seeing this in this war so everybody wins but the people that are there on the front lines that they are forcing to fight in this war that they know they're going to lose so that they can continue their money making schemes and their you know this whole money laundering operation that is how they get ahead So you've got the defense collapses. You've got Ukrainians evacuate in chaos before being encircled. You've got Russian flag flies in the same place that Zelensky took his defiant defiant selfie. You remember this thing, right? Okay, well, it's total in rubble now. You'll, You'll recognize the picture, right? I'm over the Russian flag at the one place where Zelensky took a selfie of himself at the entrance, right? This was last December. The city is now tactically surrounded by Russia. The biggest task for the Ukrainians will be to get out of there alive. You have to understand how many people have died in this war already. They have wiped out, I mean, incredible amounts of people, generations. They have already gone through the 20 and 30 years year olds they are now to 45 and above that are fighting this war again the people are the ones that are losing every single time so then of course we have got back on x and this is a great post jackson hinkle the u.s government is very upset that terrorist alexei navali just died in a russian prison but the u.s government didn't they didn't even care when American journalist Gonzala Lira died in a Ukrainian prison. Here is a picture of that gentleman. You barely heard even a squeak about it. 
And that's just, I mean, that's exactly what this is all about. It's all about money in their pockets. It always has been. Every single time, it's the exact same thing. So now we've got the dish, the daily dish. All right, here we go. Okay, so we're dishing it out. Wall Street Apes, if you do not follow this account, this is another really good one to follow. New, man on the ground in Russia says the mainstream media reporting of protest over blaming Vladimir Putin for Nuvali's death in a Russian prison is a lie. He says there are no protests, just members of the media. So as you can see, there are no mass protests anywhere. There's hardly anybody out here. There's maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 people, most of them being media on the opposite side. That's where the Navali Shrine is. Oh, you know, people ask me all the time, do you ever have any issues in Russia up until tonight? No, but Navali supporters clearly don't like me. Why would they like a man who came from America to speak out against the West, the West backing Navali? Well, that just irks them in a certain way. So they decided tonight that they weren't going to put up with my shenanigans and they were going to try to tell me off. They made some false accusations and mm, it was dealt with swiftly. Misinformation doesn't equal factual information. So there you go. CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, all of them telling you that there's this mass panic and protests and riots. It's untrue. Beautiful Moscow, Russia in peace. Here you have it. So as you can see, there are no mass protests anywhere. There's hardly anybody out here. There's maybe, I don't know, 20, 30 people, most of them being media on the opposite side. That's where the uh, Navalny shine is. Uh, You know, people ask me all the time, do you ever have any issues in Russia up until tonight? No. But Navalny supporters clearly don't like me. Why would they like a man who came from America to speak out against the West, the West backing Navalny? Well, that just irks them in a certain way. So they decided tonight, so you can see, there can see. (laughs) That is something, isn't it? It goes to show you how they work, though, right? I mean, this is their M.O. This is how they do it. And this is how, how they've been able to get away with it. Now, last week, I asked you all to let me know who you think President Trump, I know it's still early and everything, who we thought that he was going to tap. Well, in our latest question of the day, I want you to put it into the comments so that you can actually, you know, go ahead and see how your opinion may have shifted. And it may have, or you may continue, maybe you're going to stick with the person that you've always thought it was going to be since the very beginning. But that is our question of the day. Who will it be? Who will President Trump tap to be his vice president? Our question of the day. (music) 
Okay, so I have got a very special guest that is going to join me today, Anders W. Edwardson. I'm thrilled to have him join me. We've got a lot of questions for him. He is the author of Radical Betrayal, and I am looking forward to speaking with him today. And I just want to thank my team for getting everybody prepped for this interview because it's it's going to be really great, and I cannot wait to hear his story. Really looking forward to this guest. He's got this book out, and I will continue to put the links into the chat so while we have this lively discussion we can get some of these questions asked and answered so anyway it looks like Anders is here with me hi there Anders how are you hi Jules how are you it's great to see you sir yeah I almost said the same but I can't see you <laughs> no, I, I keep that part very secret. I live in Hollywood, California, so I kind of have to keep a low profile because they're very—they're not very nice to us conservatives over here. So we—I we, just have to be really careful, especially you know doing what I do. Actually, I have friends friends that um, they're not close friends, but a lot of people that I associate with don't even know what I do. So I have to keep it on the down low a little bit over here, which is fine. So how are you, sir? I want to hear a little bit about your background. I'd like to hear about you. I'll let you start. Well, as you can probably hear on my uh, crystal clear Boston accent, (laughs) uh, I'm not really from Florida. I'm uh, I'm a Swede originally. I was born in Sweden. Uh, over 50 years ago, and uh, I, I, I was always fascinated with America and, and American conservatism and, and Ronald Reagan and, and all that. And I, uh, I, I, I waved every arm and leg I, I had for over 40 years, but finally I managed to move over here in a legal manner, and here I am writing books about the threat to what's truly American. Well, and it's really been a, quite a threat here lately. All the things that we believe in, all the things that we thought that, you know, we had in this country are being threatened. Congratulations on your new book. I mean, this is really huge. Uh, you know, Radical Betrayal. Thank you for exposing how radical forces are trying to undermine American exceptionalism and how Trump is trying to restore it. Also for illuminating the dichotomy of what the founding fathers father's vision was compared to what we actually have. So as one of the youngest members of the of Sweden's parliament and the deputy campaign manager for the New Democracy Party, you have had a, the rare opportunity to observe and contrast how Sweden and the U.S. capitalist economies work to benefit society. Sweden's shred, I mean, it's socialist. I mean, it's more specifically, it's socialist democratic past to become a more prosperous, more capitalist government, while American liberal Democrats and rhinos push our once exceptionally successful capitalist society towards socialism. Can you expound upon the radical forces behind this push towards socialism and their motivation? I will do that. Let me first, just, just a small correction. I was one of the youngest members of a local parliament, not the national parliament. But that's still week. great. Hey, yeah. you know what? That's yeah. wonderful. You're, you started early. I should be right. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, as I, 
my my story uh, that I tell in Radical Betrayal is it, it's very it, it's more or less all in in the title and the subtitle. It's the betrayal of radicals, mostly on the left, but also to some extent on the right uh, of the American exceptionalist heritage, the nationalist story of America, so to speak that was uh, constructed uh, by the founding fathers and, and other early Americans that, and it, it, it was a very simple story, even if it's grand, uh, it's that America was born in rebellion against uh, high taxes, uh, bad policies for for uh, personal freedom uh, autocratic mo monarchic uh, policies and america was uh, in the word of uh, of uh, of that guy in the 1600s it was meant to be a shining city on the hill politically and culturally for the rest of the world america was construed as an alternative to the top-down, high-tax, uh, oppressive governments of Europe and the old world. Right. And so it was for over a hundred years. Uh, the way to become an American was to move here and accept this, this heritage, sign under, yes, this is what America should be. It should be a shining city on a, on a hill and a model for others. The founding fathers were crystal clear that there's no idea trying to introduce our system in other countries on, on, on the tip of a, uh, on, of a gun because they are different from us. But they were free to copy us if they wanted. And that was the thing that worked up until 100 years ago when both uh, the, the left and some uh, fringes on, on the right started to diverge from it. Well, it's really true. And I don't know what happened with our video real quick, but just so you know, I've got your, your photo up right over here. So also, and I will continue to share both your book co uh, cover and your photo as well. So people can recognize you. Now, it is true. We have had this cultural situation that is you know it's completely different the left even though they call themselves liberals that's not what they are this is a, a completely different group of folks than what we're used to dealing with here 100 percent, totally different Absolutely. than what we're used to today's democrat are as liberals as uh an ostrich is a pig. Exactly. It, it, it's absolutely, there's nothing to do with liberalism in the traditional classic sense of, uh, of the word. Liberal comes from Latin meaning free, to be free. And a uh, hundred years ago, they, they stole this uh, word to disguise their own social democratic and socialists and collectivist ideas and uh, try to tell people that you can't be really free in other ways than through and thank thank all the the federal government rather than the opposite that it had been before well it is true and here's the thing they have been doing a lot of things up there treasonous things that they know that they the house of cards is basically coming down
So what we're dealing with now is a runaway government for sure. So I have a question for you. Upon the re-election of Donald Trump, it will embark on a mission to make America great again, to restore American greatness or Americanism, to the effect that he will replace the deep state, unelected, anti-MAGA bureaucrats with appointees who will act accordingly to affect his vision. During Trump's presidency, he was constantly met with betrayal from many embedded bureaucrats working to undermine his vision. He recently said that he wants the loyalty of the people working for him. His comments melted the minds of the MSM deep state media, leftists and people who oppose this agenda. The MSM media talk of his vexation of loyalty, which any CEO of any successful corporation would expect of their executive team and extended organization. Can you comment to the MSM leftist media and rhino reactions and their attempt to vilify his comments? Yeah, that's quite easy. It takes one to know one, so to speak. They, They are just projecting their own thing. Who would think that a rhino Republican or a, any Democrat would walk into the uh, White House and accept that the federal government was filled with up to two million Trumpists right. that would do everything they can to slow down and obstruct their uh, policy implement, uh, implementation? This thing that has been, it, it's about heritage, so-called Project 2025, that, that is, is, is an ambitious project. I'm actually uh, signed up for it myself to just to school uh, Trumpist uh, conservatives to be ready on day one to uh, implement uh, a President Trump or whoever is the next Republican president's policies. It's it's I, I I laughed so hard when I heard about this. Oh, they are preparing a coup. Go back to 2021 and check what happened uh, the first days of the Biden administration. They had lines of thousands of people ready to walk into these pol- political uh, uh, appointed positions and just starting to uh, implement Biden's agenda. Goodness Trump wants to do the same thing. Uh, it's to say that that's something wrong. Then you must admit at least that you are doing something wrong yourself. It's it, it's just, I I call it male cow manure. It, it, this this is just another uh, another uh, scare tactic from from the establishment. Well, tell us about your book. Tell us what you are doing here with it. What is the word that you want to get out to people, especially with your background coming to a, so we thought was what was once a free country. What, what is your advice? What was, what was the purpose in you writing this book? Well, my purpose is to disclose, to, to show to people how this great American exceptionalist heritage, as I said before about individual liberty, low taxes, state rights, uh, being a non-interventionalist country uh, on the international scene. 
this great heritage worked well and made America the greatest and richest country in the world in just a little bit over 100 years. But around 1900, uh, some people thought that uh, this is what we today call the neoconservatives. They, they thought that America should not only be a model uh, for other countries. They, we, they started to argue for invading other countries to, to force them to introduce an American-style system. The first was, uh, was Cuba with uh, the Spanish-American War in 1898. And then you got the First World War and the Banana Wars down in the Caribbean and so on and so forth. And that's a betrayal of George Washington's and the founding's foreign policy. The even bigger betrayal, uh, however, is on the left, mm -hmm. because uh, the Democrats, who had earlier uh, been uh, in, on many issues to the right of, uh, of the Republicans, who was very much a centrist party, uh, Around 1900, they lost so many year, uh, so many elections in in a row that they say we must do something new, or we will we, we will go out of business. So they started to accept slowly but steadily more and more European uh, ideas and values. They never went full Monty and and accepted Karl Marx and 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 that kind of hard edge socialism, but. The collectivism, the high taxes, the, a top-down national government, slowly but steadily from uh, the late 1890s up until today, they have just uh, scaled away more and more of the founders' uh, exceptionalist heritage. And today, it's as Reagan said, uh, the Democrats has gone so far to the left that they have uh, left America. And oh today goodness. we don't have, as it was up until just 30, 40 years ago, to some extent at least, we had two American parties competing for power. These days we have one American party and one European party competing for power. Mm -hmm. It's really true. I mean, are, are you concerned about the fate of this country now that you are a citizen here and you're watching what's happening. I mean, all of this has really kind of shocked a lot of people that weren't paying attention before. I mean, now all of a sudden everybody's eyes are going, okay, so the criminals, you know, it's it's basically the lunatics are in charge of the insane asylum. So <laughs> what are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to get back that control? It's in our schools. It's in our work places it's in corporate america it's it's in our you know and of course our legal system you're, you're seeing these lawsuits that are playing out i mean you're seeing things that you would see in a banana republic i mean this this whole thing has gotten completely off kilter what's your advice to america well change course now yes for me this is like re-watching a really bad old movie. When I was young, Sweden had 107% taxes in, in the upper incomes brackets. They had government monopolies on everything from healthcare to uh, certain printing services and you, you name it. Sweden 
who who was earlier uh, had earlier been uh, a little bit of an, uh, a U.S. of um, of Europe in the meaning that we became rich very quickly in the 19th century thanks to capitalism. In the 60s, 70s, and 80s, just uh, turned hard left, and it all ended in disaster in the late 80s. The, 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 the Sweden of Bernie Sanders and AOC basically don't exist anymore. I, I want to make that clear. Mm -hmm. That went under symbolically and ironically and thankfully at the same time as communism uh, collapsed in Eastern Europe in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Sweden still has very high taxes and a lot of regulations and powerful unions and other bad stuff, but the last 30 years or so has been a long row of market reforms, uh, to some extent lower taxes, and there's still a heck of a lot uh, that needs to be done, not, not at least when it comes to mass immigration, but Sweden saved itself by turning away from from socialism and that's exactly what uh, america needs to do today we we need to get federalism back state rights individual freedoms low taxes uh, just reverse a lot of, of of what has happened since especially since the 1960s and the great uh, Lyndon B. Johnson's Great Society, because that was when things really started to go uh, in the wrong direction. Well, I mean, really, and they're trying to make being anti-American cool. It's not cool. How, how in the world do you not just love your own country in which you live in, the place that you work, the place that you were born? I mean, this is a real problem. You've got American exceptionalism, Americanism is under constant attack. Dems and rhinos predominantly do not believe the USA is an exceptional country. They prefer to advance woke socialist ideology and brainwash our youth with CRT, DEI, equality, racism, the trans movement, etc. They attack everything that made the USA exceptional. Now, flooding the country with an invasion of undocumented Democrats to perpetrate their leftist socialist agenda, socialism has always failed. How do we avoid and counter the false promises and the failures of socialism and get the country back on track? I mean, what is it where do we where do we fit into this whole scheme what what is it that we need to do specifically as citizens of this country uh, to start with the first thing uh, you talked about woke and anti-americanism and stuff and that that's you that that's just on um, the american version of a much broader global development swedish politicians german politicians british politicians french politicians you name it the last 20 30 years have all totally uh, left their national uh, heritage and pride behind they, they are part of this, what we call, in, in, in the lack of a better word, globalism, that is an international intellectual moment that uh, people in power with a lot of money uh, 
they feel that they don't want to be confined by the old nation states and stuff. They want to be world citizens and everyone should be like them and, and stuff like that. So, and thereof you have the anti-Americanism, the anti-Swedishness, the anti-Germanness, the anti-Frenchness, the anti-Britishness of, of modern politicians from both the left and the right. And these crazy international so-called free trade agreements that is nothing but opening the doors for for free Chinese and, and Asian import importation of junk that we, we could probably uh, produce ourselves much better, maybe not cheaper, but better. So that that's one thing. The other one, uh, question is what what can America do when it it's so simple that it's hard. It's just change course. Um, as I said, go back it structurally to a way that America worked up until the early 1960s, say. Mm -hmm. I, I, I don't dare to hope that we could go back to before FDR, but if we could at least structurally scale back the, the federal government to the size and roles it had under John F. Kennedy, uh, before LBJ uh, start started to, to wreck it. It means get out. Federal government should get out of healthcare. It should get out of education. It should get out of, of kindergartens. It should get out of culture. Go back to just the minimum uh, for, for then, and that doesn't mean. Now here is when the left says, "Oh, he 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 wants to introduce a night watcher state, and people should uh, should be lying on the streets and die." No. Things like that was earlier taken care of by states, counties, school boards, and people themselves. Just if America was such a horrible place in the 1950s, say, why is that still today such seen as such a good time? Because that's where the last dec decade, decade when, when the federal government was still confined to what the founders wanted to do. Then we can discuss what states and, and counties should do, but that, that's a completely different thing. But that, that's a thing. Go back uh, in that sense. Uh, I completely and, uh, agree with you. I, I mean, I look at just California. Okay, that's where I live, right? And mm -hmm. you start to look at, okay, Reagan came out of this state. I believe that this state is a red state. Truly, I, I really do. We've got liberal cities. We've got San Francisco and LA where I live, right? But everything in between, and even if you were to talk to people in LA, you know, an Uber driver, if you go to a restaurant, whatever, and you're just sitting there and you're talking about the government, everybody's shaking their head saying, what just happened? What is going on? Nobody's in agreement with how this government is being run. But the problem is, they are stealing these elections and they have stolen the microphone for years. You've got the lamestream media that is basically propaganda and that is working for the Biden regime and the, the Obama regime. I mean, when we start being honest and you start looking at how it's changed easily with a new administration and with new elected officials, if we can get them across the finish line, you will see a change right away. 
California wasn't always this way. And California, I do believe, will return to being great. But it's going to definitely take a change in how it's being run. Those that are in office. And we've got to be able to handle that. And like you said, locally. It's got to happen locally. There's got to be a groundswell. Any suggestions on how to accomplish that? Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It's just to get the message out. And that's hard. I, I, I will not try to, even if I'm a born optimist, I will not try to tell you that this will be easy or is, is something easy. Because you have two big things that that are working for the left today, directly. They they don't even try to hide it anymore. Right. It's media and the and the school system, including mm-hmm. the universities. These two sectors has the last thirty forty years been taken over completely by what we call liberals. Or, or what I call social democrats, and they are shamelessly pushing their agenda in the schoolroom, in the evening news, everywhere they 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 can find it. So it this is two darn big dragons that needs to be somehow slay, slain before we some something big can happen. And until then. All we can do, so to speak, is to argue with the Uber driver, as you said, person to person, and also online, showing people that people like you and me are just part, we are not part of a big, as Hillary Clinton said, a big evil right-wing conspiracy. We, we are just normal Americans that are worried about where this country is going and... Uh, we have an alternative to it. It's so. True. I wish I could say that uh, we uh, we could have a great help from the Republican Party, and maybe in the future we will. But they need to get rid of their uh, rhinos and neocons first, who who is uh, like the liberals on the left, uh, still corrupting the original exceptionalists attitudes and, and and ideology of of america george washington's america uh, so maybe when if trump comes back and ma- managed to uh, to root out the the rhinos and the neocons maybe we can at least have the republican party to lean on but until then it's mostly up to us as individuals and members of small groups and churches and neighborhoods to uh, just to work away and talk away and and argue away it's so true i mean anders okay so here's the deal i have 
no background in broadcasting. Okay, that is not at all anything that I was even interested in before. But here's what happened. I got on social media because like you said, you know, just talking to people and I wanted to find like-minded people and I was having a really hard time back in 2016 when Hillary Clinton came on the scene. And I'm like, okay, all right, everybody's expecting me to vote for this woman as evil to the core as I believe her to be when she doesn't even have a platform. She is going to ride on the tails of the Clinton name all the way through until she wrecks our country. I have no desire to vote for this person. Now, here I've got this guy named named Trump, and he is promising this, this, this. I like the fact that he's talking about our country. I like the policies that he's talking about implementing. I like the fact that he wants to make America great again. He wants to make America first. Okay, so I get out there on social media, and I start all the banter with all the leftist trolls and everything else. Well, before you know it, I end up on a list, and I lose my account. Well, that just made me angry. <laughs> and that just made me twice as anxious to get into the fight. So what did I do? Okay, so I had to figure out, all right, how do I become an engineer? Well, look, I am definitely not tech, tech savvy. And I had to figure out all this nonsense and then had to figure out, you know, how to, how to produce a show. And now I'm doing two. That's what it is going to take. We are seeing people that are turning off the lamestream media. They're turning off the noise. We're sitting there with the same people that we were sitting across the table from during Thanksgiving and Christmas a couple of years ago, and they were telling us that we were going to kill grandma because we didn't want to take the jab, or that the elections were completely fair when we were saying, hey, no, they're stolen, that President Trump wasn't part of that dossier that they put out there that he was being spied upon we were considered to be conspiracy theorists they were calling us names and all this stuff we were pushing up uh, uh, you know up against it and we are now proving that we're right and now we have the instruments like rumble like social media where they're trying to continue to shut us down we're only getting stronger we're only getting bigger. People are starting to believe us now. They don't want to memorize some kind of speech from Rachel Madcow, as I like to call her, on MSNBC, who is going, you know, who is going to give us all of these talking points who prove time and time again to be completely wrong, even had to go on hiatus. You have all of these people. We are changing it ourselves because we have to. We have no choice. We have to learn the things. I mean, whether you're you're good at music, whether you're good at writing a book, whether you're good at, you know, becoming, you know, being a teacher, whether you're a poet and didn't know it. I mean, everybody is having to use whatever skills that they have and they're having to bring it into this fight. And I see it changing. I see it turning. And you can look at the poll numbers and see that it is. They honestly thought they could sell Joe Biden to us. It didn't work. The house of cards are completely collapsing on themselves. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it, the, the wheels in the skies are turning as the old song went in, what was it, early 70s or something like that. And they are turning in our direction. The question is because this is um, just like as I saw with Sweden and Europe uh, when I was young, it's a race against the clock because it's not so much the economic damage uh, that Biden is doing or 
the, the, stirring, changing the ethnical setup it, of America. That is, it's not a direct problem long term. It's the cultural damage, the cultural changes. It doesn't matter if a million Mexicans come here, if they accept American exceptionalism, learn English, work hard, pay their taxes. That's fine. That's what America is all about. But taking in millions and millions of people and trying to re-educate millions and millions of, of, of inborn Americans to hate America and loathe what it's all standing for. Because someone said, you can very easily make, um, a, make fish soup out of an aquarium, but it's damn hard to go the other way around. When this great culture is destroyed, if it's destroyed uh, more, much more than today, I'm afraid there will be no way back because high work ethics, honesty, the, all these things that uh, marked um, American, British, English, and American uh, and, and Western uh, culture for, it took two centuries to build it. Mm -hmm. But it only takes a few decades to tear it down and uh, and destroy it. It's there is I, that's what really scares me. If it, yes, damage has been done, but it's still it's still five to twelve, not five past twelve uh, when it comes to change stuff. But the clock is ticking, so it's it's we are a little bit in a hurry to to turn this around we definitely have got to and and i think that your new book is going to help us with all of that tell us a little bit about it well uh, i i truly hope it uh, helps it, it it really doesn't contain much news or or uh, eye-opening discoveries but hopefully i put already existing knowledge uh, together in a way that said, ah, that's what has happened. That's how it works. And it's very short. It is uh, the story about what has happened since around 1900 uh, that I've been into already. The, the, the betrayal of certain segments on the right against uh, of uh, George Washington's peaceful foreign policy and the total betrayal on the left by the Democratic Party and against the exceptionalist heritage of low taxes, few regulations, state rights, uh, small uh, federal government. Uh, and I, I take it all up to, until today and show that it's actually, this is the 100 year plus story behind Trump and the MAGA movement. Trump is actually just the latest in a long row of people who has protested against this um, development. It started with, if you want to go really far back, it started with Senator Taft in the 40s and 50s, Eisenhower, Barry Goldwater, Ronald Reagan. Uh, they all saw where uh, where we were heading and they protested and Reagan to some extent managed to to hit the brakes but he not even he managed to stop the social and cultural development that 
is underlying this whole development and it's the real problem. It, it really is true, but you know, it's really wild to see how you've got so many people from the left that are coming our way, like Snoop Doggy Dog. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a fan, but he recently said he has nothing but love for Donald Trump. You have never Trumper, Michael Rappaport, who says that voting for Trump is on the table. How do we interpret these comments? And are they really, you know, indicative of a larger grand groundswell? movement i mean are people starting to see that hey you know what the price of eggs <laughs> you know have gone way up look at my look at how i am living look at look at what's happening to the country look what's happening to the national debt look at how you've got all of these people that shouldn't be in the united states and they're given food shelter above our veterans and everybody else i mean are the lights coming on in people's minds are they starting to recognize that yes this is affecting you personally Yes, it has gone from, the threat has gone from being something abstract that Rush Limbaugh talked about on radio to become really realistic, hard on, hands on things like you, you mentioned egg prices and, and rent and, and all this. It's. And I think these guys you mentioned who has earlier been entertainment liberals, uh, that they are starting to speak out. I see that as a, as a hopeful sign. If it's enough and if it's uh, early enough uh, before November, we will only know the day after the election. But I'm afraid that if we get four or God forbid, eight more years of this woke circus that we are ruled by now and it doesn't matter if it's biden or harris or newsom or or, or whoever is in charge it's 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 bigger cultural waves and movements be, behind them that they are just reflecting and trying to ride four or eight more years of this i'm afraid then we have passed that rubicon uh, that when the cultural damage has become so extensive and deep that the U.S. will simply turn into another gray, dull, top-down, European-like welfare state. And then the shining city on the hill is, will be gone. And that's what's so sad, because there's not another America that's going to come in and save us. Nope. We're it. There's no way to run from here. Mm. No, this is it. This is the final frontier. Well, I do have a qu another question, and this is from at Megavolts, and he, he writes beautiful questions. And when he heard you were coming on, he, he put together a number of them at Megavolts 001. And, and he asks here, he says, capitalism has fueled American exceptionalism and an emphasis on STEM education, science, technology, engineering, and math provides advancements in technology that provide a competitive advantage in a capitalistic society. Democrat socialists want to abandon STEM education, brainwash our kids, and have our universities produce an army of woke social justice warriors. The big lie of socialism always fails. It promises equality and prosperity, and it delivers poverty, misery, and tyranny. 
Why are the lessons of the past never learned? Two, how do we instill an understanding of the failures of socialism? Three, how do we make your book mandatory reading in the classroom and get it in every library? Well, uh, to start with the second one, I don't have a clue. <laughs> and, uh, and being a friend of liberty, I don't want it to be mandatory for anyone. Okay, uh, there you go. I, I hope everyone will read it, but I, 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 God forbid that uh, it would be mandatory in any way. Then I, I would say I, I totally agree with uh, with what you, what these guys said about America being much about science and stuff yes but that was also to be honest that was a little bit part of the problem since everyone up until uh, definitely a hundred years ago and also in many ways up until just 40 50 years ago took american exceptionalism and that heritage cultural social heritage for granted uh, the left could move in take over education uh, universities and media and start to reprogram people. Uh, and this shows that yes, science and math and all that is very important, not especially uh, when it comes to economy, but when it comes to culture, the, 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 the thing that holds a thriving economy up, we must focus uh, at least as much on the soft issues, history, art, poetry, movies, uh, you, you name it, because the left has taken over more or less everything of, uh, of, of, of that. And that's how they, over generations, change people's minds and change the culture to be, ex to be accepting of woke nonsense. I mean, if you 50 years ago had said, it should be seen normal as someone with well, uh, well-shaped legs, uh, but a big beard, reading stories for five-year-olds in kindergarten. That, that that person would have been thrown out the window, probably. Mm -hmm. Now they have managed to squeeze people's imaginations, twisted them in a way, so you have millions of people who think it's absolutely fine to have these potential perverts sitting re reading uh, you should have sex at seven seven year old exactly things for, for for kids it's it's just the whole culture has gone down the crappers it has and that's what we must change that's even more important than economic uh, reforms and lower taxes america is thank god still a relatively low tax few regulation kind of country even if biden do his best to change it so that shouldn't be our focus the coming 10, 15 years. It's to focus on the soft issues, history, culture, that, that kind of stuff. Because otherwise, we, we could abolish taxes. If everyone thinks that we should be woke, it, it, it doesn't matter. I see Megavolt 001 in chat, and he says, well said. So he completely agrees with you. So how do we buy your book? Oh, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes & Nobles. Uh, I saw that even Walmart uh, online uh, sells, sells it through their uh, website. So you can also go, if, and if you can't find it there for some reason, 
uh, I see you put up my my little website. Your website. com, And that takes you to my website. And at the bottom of that, you have uh, links directly to uh, Amazon and Barnes and & Nobles. And you can also, if you can't find it anywhere else, send, send me an email and I'll... I, I, I can, we can always fix it. You can buy it by me uh, directly. Absolutely. But we want to get you on that bestseller list. I mean, that's, that's, we got to break the code here. So I'm going to, I've got your website where everybody can go visit. And this is how they can also follow you on social media as well. I know you are at A. Edwardson, and that's with two S's on. Yes. Uh, X Twitter is where you are. And then you're also on, it looks like Facebook and LinkedIn so they can follow you over there because that really helps. And, and so we can get that spread around, but thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate you popping in. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Let me, let me say one more thing. I'm actually better to follow on Facebook or LinkedIn than I, I have a Twitter account or an X account, but I, I'm too old and, and, and blockheaded to really understand how how this uh, how X works. So I put out links and stuff there, but the debates and stuff I have with people are more on uh, Facebook and Twitter, uh, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn than Twitter actually. Okay, yeah, I just pulled you up here, and you're a busy bee over there. You haven't been you know suspended and put in uh, Facebook jail like I have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've, I've never been to Facebook jail, and I, I'm actually a little, uh, little worried about that because through the years I, I thought I'd been writing radical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not hard enough, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. Maybe I, 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 I got the, the, the account on Facebook when I was a Swede. Maybe it's a, maybe the American Facebook thinks that this, it's a Swedish account, and the Swedish Facebook think it's an American account. I don't know. I'm just pumping out the truth there as long as I can. Well, believe me, as somebody that has been kicked off of pretty much every single social media platform myself, I mean, it has just been an ongoing struggle over here. You know, this is the thing. They don't like what we have to say. And those little pesky algorithms eventually, believe it or not, will catch up. It's just one of those things. I used to stream on Facebook and we had close to, when we first started out, we had like 275,000 followers. Then we went to a half a million and then they said no more. And they took down that uh, that page. And so that was the end of that one. And so now I'm just like, hey, you know what? They're not going to support me. I'm not going to support them. I announced just to rub it in that I'm doing a show on Twitter X and on Rumble. But that's about as far as it goes. I'm just glad that we have alternative platforms now. For the longest time, we didn't. I mean, the, the whole thing is, Anders, for a while, it was only the top three. You had YouTube, which I was getting strikes left, right, and center, and I was basically having to send up smoke signals in order to say whatever it was that I had to say because, my goodness, an algorithm would grab me. Facebook was the other one. And then Twitter which was just coordinating with the government, which everybody found out about. And so that's why they were shutting down accounts, including the president of the United States, Donald Trump. Mm. So we had to get busy and we had to make other platforms ourselves. And so those are the ones I support now. If they want to come over to our side and check us out, they know where to find us. And I think these platforms 
are going to win out in the end because people want the truth. They're tired of being lied to and they're tired of, of, of having conversations with me and other people at the holiday table that says, hey, I was right. You see, I was right. I was right over and over and over again. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. I truly appreciate you and just keep doing what you're doing. I cannot wait to read your book. I'm really looking forward to it. Contact me and let me know what you think. I and absolutely will. If you want me again, I will be here. I would love to have you join us again. I can't wait to hear all about the success of your book. Thank you so much. And we will see you soon, sir. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Okay, everybody. So there you have it. Anders Edwardson. And you can definitely check out his website. Go to www.radicalbetrayal.com. You know what? This is the thing. We have got so many people that are fighting for this country, whether they were born here or not. They came here legally and they know exactly that we are the final frontier. We are. We're it. It's up to us. There's nobody that is going to save us from this point forward. So anyway, I really appreciated that interview. I was thrilled when they reached out and said, hey, would you love to you know, have him on the show? And I, I read this book, the cover of it, and I went, oh my gosh, yes. So definitely head on over there and get the book. It's a great book, Radical Betrayal, How Liberals and Neoconservatives Are Wrecking American Exceptionalism. You know what? They may think that they are, but they're not going to for long. So anyway, everybody, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I want to thank all of you that donated to the show. You're amazing, as always. I really appreciate you. We have Deborah Reyes, who says, please click like, share, subscribe, and thumbs up to support the channel and the show. Thank you, Deborah. Deborah is a moderator on the show, and she does a wonderful job. She says, breaking news, truckers organizing boycott to, of deliveries to New York. Yes, we read that segment. It is absolutely the truth. It's going to take that. You know, we, we have got the ability to make our voices be heard one way or another. Then when you've got Leventhal Spade, who says, pray for President Trump, the feckless liars in the legal system are going all in to try to break him. They will do anything to keep him out of office, anything. Absolutely. That's what they do. They're, you know, they're rotten to the core, but we are winning. We definitely are winning this one. And then you've got Deborah Reyes again, who says, breaking news, Trump speaks. And here he is. He's definitely speaking about everything that went down with the lawsuit and everything else. You know what? I don't see a very bright future with New York after that ruling. It's ridiculous. It will be appealed. That's why I really didn't pay that much attention to it. I mean, honestly, $364 million, And where is the million going when there wasn't anybody at all hurt? Who's going to get this judgment? I mean, your guess is as good as mine. Then you've got Joe the Plumber 81 who says, let's get a solid stream of yellow up onto the chat. You know, please go ahead and give this show a thumbs up. I would really appreciate it. And thank you, Joe the Plumber 81. I appreciate you. Joe Stones, he says, towards lunch for you and the puppers, Jules. Love you. Oh, I love you all so much. I really do. Thank you for supporting this show. And yes, those little boys are doing great. I saw that carrots were good for them. One of the pup turds, they put out a post. And so we're trying 
carrots right now instead of some of their regular bones. I threw carrots into the mix and that was just a riot. I had Handsome that was throwing it all up in the air and it was one of the funniest things I've ever watched ever. He was having a wonderful time. He'd never tasted anything like a carrot. Then I've got Kimber Tucson who says, color of love, red-headed eagle too. There's my friend. She says, thank you, Jules. You made just me and a me and the dog's day when you said his name. I heard him yell from across the house. We love you. I love you both too. Zoe Grant, there you are. I followed you. I didn't know I wasn't following you there on X Twitter. Again, everyone, if I'm not following you because I thought I was, please just give me a nudge. I'll be happy to do so. I want to follow you. You're where I get my news. I love connecting with each and every single one of you. Sometimes it takes me a while to get to those DMs of mine, but I do definitely try and I try to respond to everyone. And Zoe Grant, she says, thanks for all you do, Jules. What are your boys up to today? Well, let me tell you something. It's overcast again. I am really getting tired of the Southern California weather. I really don't understand what I'm paying for anymore over here because it's getting ridiculous between the rain and everything else. I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I need to look for a new hood <laughs> because this isn't working for me. Not only is it unaffordable, but honestly overcast. And here I am complaining about it when many of you live in snow ridden areas. I don't even know what I would do in that. Mother of Pearl says, Jules, thank you for being the warrior you are, bringing the truth six days a week. This nation is a better place because of your voice. Political Rendezvous rocks the podcast world. Big love. Oh my goodness, you all. Okay, so here's the deal. I've got a little secret um, and it's I'm going to start doing merch soon. I just haven't done it yet. And let me tell you why. Um, and... I'm I okay so I've been dragging my feet on this whole thing but I have got so many people that have been so sweet about trying to help me with this whole thing Barb Naylor is one of them mother of pearl and I'm just gonna show you a sneak peek of what I got before we started running this show a little tea set here and but here's the problem okay because I keep my name out of everything just completely I was having a really hard time with trademark until the trademark until I had somebody that went for bat for me in my office a lot of you know that I work in a law office and they basically went to the trademark board and they said hey here's the deal this person's life is threatened on the regular and they said oh yeah can you give us some examples well we showed them some examples some of the emails that I receive some of the DMs that I receive and all of those things the threats what happened with Bank of America the whole thing I mean life in my shoes so to speak hasn't always been that easy because of my political beliefs and that's really sad well they just made an exception and so I'm gonna be able to do merch soon and I'm really excited about it so this was such an amazing gift and the crazy part about this this mother of pearl is that it was Thursday morning my coffee maker completely broke on me well everybody knows that I don't you know I, I don't eat bread I'm not into all that stuff I'm, I'm really not a foodie but the one thing that I love 
is my coffee and my caffeine and my tea. I mean, that's just what that that's what I do, right? That's like my fun. And I'm a real cheap date. Well, when that broke, I mean, the whole world fell apart. And then all of a sudden, I've got this awesome coffee. I mean, this awesome teapot from you with two cups. And I just went, Oh, my gosh, how did she even know? Anyway, that was like a crazy story. So just wanted to tell you it's on the way I'm going to work on it. But it's just going to take me a little while because I've never done merch before. But I know you all want to do it. So that's what we will do. Joe the Plumber 81 says litter fund. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. This is just a crazy, crazy thing. Those little boys are having a blast. Trust me. And I appreciate all that you send them at, from the little outfits to the shoes. Seriously, Mother of Pearl and those tennis shoes that you sent them. It is the funniest thing ever. I can't walk two steps, all right, in LA without somebody stopping me. Tri-Stater72 says, such a great show. Every Saturday, lots of props to Jules, the mods, and everyone who makes the show possible. The litter mates and gems also make this one of the best chats, too. You do. You are the ones that make the show. Alfred12, or Alfred L2, I believe, says, I've been kicked off Facebook and Twitter, and I'm a nobody. Oh, you're a somebody, all right. You're on a list. <laughs> I've got news for you. They know exactly who we all are. Believe me, they do. They've made that their business. And it's okay with me. You know what? At this point, I really don't care. I, I mean, seriously, you can only go at us for so long. We are winning. We are changing minds. And that's why we're a threat. We are incredibly, incredibly effective. And I'm going to keep doing what I do. And I know you're going to keep doing what you do. That's what makes us great. We're never going to give up our rights, our God-given rights ever. Anyway, the monologue and the top news stories, they were written by Rob Pligram Sr. Special shout out to Patriot Penzi for the layout and the research. Fleet Admiral James and Proudly Deplorable, a.k.a. Rob Pligram Sr. for their supporting art articles and oversight those three did an incredible job of putting the show together i also found out that patriot penzi has been let back on to x twitter so if you've lost your account she lost her account she was one of the mighty 200 along with me and when we when we got our account suspended she's just been let back on that was news really big news so i'm thrilled that that actually happened so maybe if you lost your account you could be getting it back soon who knows i mean it was just really great to hear so i appreciate them helping me put the show together thank you moderators for sharing the articles and creating an incredible and safe tea room for all of us to spill a big shout out to megavolts 001 for his many contributions including the guest prep and everything else thank you all i appreciate you more than you can possibly imagine i just really i look so forward just being being here every saturday and and during the week you are my sanity and i truly appreciate you more than you can ever imagine so deborah reyes says you can do a metal acorn tea holder for the coffee, wrap the tea in a tissue, put it in the acorn holder, and seal. Oh, good advice. <laughs> then we've got Hendrix76 who says, thank you once more for all of your time. You know what? I can't imagine 
anywhere else I would rather be. All right, everybody. Well, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you like the new segments. I'm curious to see what you think. I've been working on them. My team has been working on them. And, you know, it's just trying to bring more information in a fun, in a fun way so that we can all enjoy it a little bit more. I mean, it's not always good news, but we get through it together. And I just appreciate you and all you do. Just keep putting the pressure on people on social media. You can all do that. You can all share articles. You can all talk to people on the left and start getting them to realize what kind of situation we're in in this country. I'm going to keep the fight alive, and I know you will too. I mean, who can lose when I'm surrounded by the best of the best? And that's exactly what you all all are. Those phone calls help. Keep calling all of those elected officials. Let them know how you feel in the nicest way you possibly can. Keep the pressure on. Don't ever stop. All right, you all. Will you be safe? Be kind to one another. And we will see you later. Toodly-doo. To the wise, the top dietitians in town insist the best source of vitamin C that can be is a lemon twist. Even the skeptic replies that here's a suggestion you can't resist: a cool drink with ice is improved with some slices of lemon. Twist. It isn't merely circumstantial evidence that the lemon is a highly healthful citrus fruit. The most respected scientists agree with the physiologist that here's one fact you can't dispute. Why don't you open your eyes? Your psychosomatic ills won't persist. A quick like a rabbit, you latch to the habit of lemon twist.
get that all important lemon twist. <laughs>